love riding my bike. I love running. I don't care what they think about it. I love it. At that point, when I knew I was going to win, chills just went up and down my entire body. I don't believe there are any good or bad foods. Food is food. I still feel so passionate about getting that record that I'm like, I'm just going to do it. As an athlete, I was like, what's my story or what's your story? What can you learn from it? And what can you teach people? Welcome to the Iron Women podcast. I'm Haley Chura. I'm joined by my usual co-host, Alyssa Gadeski. And this week, special guest, Ella Natitian. Ella is actually our show producer and it's race week for Ella. So Ella, like, tell us, you know, about yourself. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's fun to be on this side of the recording for sure. I've been listening to Iron Woman for a few years now. So super cool to be on this side. Excited to be here. It's Right now, sitting just outside the Speedway in Miami, we're in the Pro Athlete Lounge. We're racing tomorrow morning, so super exciting. We, Haley and I both actually ran a lap of the course together just now. That was super fun. Getting to meet Haley in person is always fun as well. So it was great. Yeah, just excited to race tomorrow and see what happens. And so, Ella, I know you are from... Canada and it is like a colder climate where you're from right now. So, you know, stepping off the plane in Miami, coming out of the airport, give me like the lowdown. Was it like, you know, were you hit immediately with heat and humidity? Are you like, oh, this is no big thing. How are you feeling about that aspect of the race? Yeah, I think I'm definitely, I've been mentally preparing for the heat ever since I watched the live uh, broadcast from last year's show or from last year's race. So I think about a month ago, I watched, I spent a Saturday watching the entire live broadcast of Clash Miami from 2022. And immediately after that, I went to swim practice. I talked to my coach and I'm like, Lisa, please help me. Like, I'm so terrified of this heat. Like, what can I do to prepare for this race? It's going to be so hot. I just watched like six pro women drop out of the race. It's snowing. It's minus 40 degrees Celsius outside where I live. So, okay, what do I need to do? So I've been, it's definitely been in my mind the entire time preparing for this race, just the heat. So when I stepped off the plane, I was like, yeah, this is basically what I was anticipating, immediately started sweating. So, you know, I think I'm mentally prepared. Just we'll see if I'm physically prepared, but yeah. Yeah. Did you do any like sauna training or anything like that? Did you have access to any of that? Or was it just like the mental preparation more than anything? (laughs) Um, I didn't do any sauna training, but I did follow a bit of a hot bath protocol. So what I did is I just do like, about three or four times a week, a regular session and regular temperature, and then immediately get into a 40 degrees Celsius bath. So started with like 50 minutes and then kind of worked my way up to 40 minutes. So yeah, that was the protocol I followed. I couldn't find a sauna, but we'll see. Hopefully that helped. It was, it definitely got easier as I went through it. So I was like, okay, some sort of adaptation is happening. Yeah. And this is only your second pro race. Is that right? Yeah. This is my second, like long, longer distance race, I guess. So it's the nerves are pretty high. I'm not going to lie. Um, I have raced like a few continental cups draft legal. So, you know, those are a little more high caliber race, but this is still definitely something completely different and something new for me. So, yeah. And I think traveling, you had a bit of a bike mishap. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, all my luggage arrived, my bike arrived, everything was pretty smooth for the most part. When I got to the track yesterday, after building my bike, I'm kind of like spinning my tire, checking to make sure everything looks right. And I'm immediately like, okay, something does not look right on my front tire. Like I can see it's not spinning straight. And there was a bit of a bulge in the tire. So I was like, okay, like maybe it's just a tire. Like maybe the tire is just old. I need to go buy a new tire. So went to the bike shop yesterday and the wheel itself was actually bent. So it got a little bit bent during travel. 
luckily the bike shop, they were super nice. They gave me a pro discount. So that was also super kind. The, the guy was just great there. He was able to bend my wheel back into shape yesterday. So now it is straight. So it wasn't actually like a huge hiccup, but um, yeah, I did go through that. And because of that, I did miss like the bike course preview yesterday, but I was able to come back to the pro lounge and get a little bit of a Zwift spin in. So that was also just a huge perk, like having access to a pro lounge, air conditioned bike trainer setup. I was like, this is so awesome. And I'm so grateful that that's here. So that was also nice. And you said that you just ran a lap with Haley. So what has been your impression of the course, uh, you know, with the Miami Speedway? Is it like yeah. overwhelming? What is it, What does it feel like to be out on the track? It's honestly so cool. Like when I drove in yesterday, I just looked at my boyfriend. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like this venue is something so unique. Like I've never done a race like this. Usually you're in like some lake, then you're biking on some highway, then you're running, you know, on some sidewalk or path or something and walking in and being like oh my gosh like it's just gonna be us on this speedway like we get to do all these laps it was so cool um the bike has a lot of turns which I really like I think it's super fun and it'll keep my mind occupied hopefully so I actually really enjoy all those turns on the bike course and then the run course pretty straightforward but the pavement is really nice two laps or two aid stations per lap which will also help so like okay just half a lap, then you get an aid station, half a lap, then you get an aid station. So overall, I'm actually really excited to race this course. I think it's going to be really fun. How yeah. far is, is the lap? Remind so me. the, well, first of all, I'll go through the whole thing. The swim is two laps and it comes out to 1700 meters and okay. it's in a spring fed lake. And so it's 83 degree water, which is pretty hmm. warm, yeah. but I, we get a swim course preview later today. And I think I've heard it's like crystal clear, like it's super clear and you like the water it. is, oh, okay. So like, yeah. the water. Oh, nice. So okay. I think it's pretty nice. And then, um, and then the bike is 17 laps of, I think it's 2.2 miles. I don't know. Okay. What is that in kilometers? Yeah. Like just like <laughs> four point something kilometers. Yeah. I think. yeah. So it ends up being about just under 40 miles, I think on the bike. And then the run is seven laps of the outer oval. So the, the bike, we go inside on the road course and then the bike is, or the run is just the outer oval. So it's a little bit shorter lap. It's just over a mile, I think. And so we do seven laps for 10 mile run. Okay. Yeah. So you have to go a half a mile basically, and you'll get an aid station each time. So I assume neither of you are planning on carrying, are you planning on carrying cold? I'm like, planning on carrying water. I'm bringing, yeah. Okay. I mean, I ran yesterday and it was so hot. Like Kona energy lab hot. Oh, like gosh. that's how the whole thing feels. I think they used a, like a surface temperature on the track and it was 135 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> today it's a little bit cooler. There's a wind, there's a breeze. Everyone's and so, super shoes are going to be melting before our eyes. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. It's going to be great. But, um, I mean, if it is, as Ella mentioned, watching this race last year, I was in the same boat. I was like, what is happening? I've never seen anything like it. And then running yesterday, it's, it is one thing to like have Kona in October, but I don't, I'm not ready for it in March. <laughs> so, um, I will be trying to manage the heat. I mean, the thing about wearing, carrying a bottle for me is that I do it all the time in training. It's very familiar and I can always throw it away if I don't want it, but I am glad to know there's two aid stations. And, but I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm from Montana. I'm not in that different situation. And I don't know if I did quite the same heat training protocol. <laughs> so, um, I, uh, yeah, mine is going to be, it's going to be a, a game and heat management, but I am yeah. excited for the challenge. Yeah. I think especially the hot swim, like that's something that I'm kind of nervous for, for sure is just getting out of the swim and already being so hot is going to be something I've never experienced before. So that's also 
something. We're embracing the challenge. To, but yes, we're all in it be, together. Yeah, we're all in it together. Exactly. And it is well, like she said, pretty cool that we're on this track and women only race in the morning. We we start at eight thirty in the morning and then the men start at noon. So mm-hmm. we get to, you know, get through it and then watch the men suffer. Early <laughs> swim times are competitive to get at my pool, but I, well, and I say early, like the 7am one. Right. But I snagged the early swim time, you guys, I was on it just so I can get my swim. And then I'm on the treadmill to be able to watch like the Facebook broadcast of you both. So I'm very excited that that will line up. There isn't a Facebook broadcast. I think there'll be some social, there'll be some social and there's a tracker, but I actually don't think there's going to be a live broadcast. You would have ended up watching watching last year's and you're like, you're like, wait, Ashley Gentle's there. I, I swear I thought I saw they said something would be on Facebook. Maybe they're just doing a few like live updates or something. Um, during the might be that. There might be I don't some, know. I would try the Instagram, but by the time this airs, okay. it's over. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, know. anyway, I was, I was thinking of you. I'll be watching the tracker as I run on the treadmill then. But um, Ella, so you, you seem pretty relaxed, right? For a newer pro doing an interview. Do you think that being in like having listened to interviews has helped prepare you a lot for pre-race things like this. Um, you know, like what's your kind of impression of, I know that class races often have not a ton of obligations, but there are a little bit more opportunities for an, a pro to kind of take advantage of media ahead of time and things like that. What's been your impression? Do you like this sort of thing? Is it just, is it nerve wracking for you? Um, I'd say I like it for sure. Working at Feisty Media, I have had exposure to pro women getting interviewed. And also, I think just listening to all the newer pros that you two have on the Iron Woman podcast has been pretty influential on me because just hearing their stories, okay, like they're doing their first pro race or they're doing their second pro race or just finished doing, you know, their their first year of pro racing and hearing those stories has actually made me think, oh, okay, like there's other people that are my similar level doing similar things to me and just hearing I think those newer pros has kind of helped me to get confidence a bit. Um, So that's been helpful. And then I was in Kona as well, um, helping with media coverage with Feisty Media there. So I think, yeah, I I saw a ton of pro women get interviewed. So having exposure definitely helps just knowing what to expect. I haven't had to do pretty much any media coverage, but you know, when I was running with Haley, there's quite a few photographers chasing us down, taking photos. So I was like, oh, this is exciting. I'm like with a celebrity here. So that's pretty much been the only media obligations I've had, but I'm definitely open to them. I think, I think it's fun and it's nice to just get coverage of the women and yeah, it's good. The key is the very bright kit. And I'm like, you can't miss me. Take my photo. But um, uh, Ella, I want to, I do want to let our listeners know like what you do with Feisty Media, because you are an integral part mm-hmm. of the Iron Woman podcast, but maybe not day to day on the show. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you got involved with Feisty? Yeah, for sure. So I heard about Feisty Media. I used to um, train a little bit with Ellen Pinnock's brother. So Ellen is the creative director at Feisty Media. And Ellen and I actually went to a couple of training camps together and she let me know, oh, I'm working at this super cool company called Feisty Media. They have all these podcasts. And that's when I actually started listening to the Iron Woman and the If We Were Writing podcast, that was back in 2020. And then maybe about a year later, I saw Ellen post on her Instagram, oh, we're, we're hiring for this operations position. And I kind of read through it and realized, oh, this is actually a lot of what I do. I used to work in human resources and I have a business degree. So I was looking at the description. I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty good job for me. And I do triathlon, of course. So I'm interested in that and women in sports. So I applied for it, met Sarah, got hired. And I've been working now for almost two full years at Feisty Media. So I do a bunch of different operations stuff, um, manage a lot of the sponsorship relationships. So um, podcast advertisements, all that sort of stuff. I do all our contracting, invoicing, a little bit of event planning, 
um, a little bit of social media, you know, we're a small team, so everyone does everything, but then also I've gotten to help out a little bit with the Iron Woman podcast and in, on the weekly production calls and coordinate sponsorship and everything there as well. So yeah, that's what I do at Feisty. And what has it been like to work in a, is it exclusively women mm-hmm. run company? Yeah. yeah. So like, what is your impression been of that? Um, and yeah, I I'm curious to hear kind of your yeah. reflection on that. I actually really love it. And at my old company, when I worked in human resources, that's also a very woman dominated field. So I actually worked on a, a team there that was almost predominantly female as well, but I think it's great. And I think something that is great is working with a lot of athletes. That's something that you really don't get in most corporate environments. So, you know, I used to work, okay. I had to work from eight to five every single day. So if I'm training, I'm training, I'm swimming from six to seven, and then I'm doing some sort of other workout, maybe from like 6 PM onwards, which is super early and super late. And it was so exhausting trying to do that. And now just having the flexibility of being able to, okay, I literally like go for my trainer and I'll just like roll off my trainer in my bike shorts, like right onto my desk at home. So the flexibility is great. And just having people that understand what it's like being an athlete and trying to be a high performing athlete is super helpful. And yeah, Sarah and Catherine and the whole team are supportive of my goals and they're, I know they're cheering for me, which is helpful. So I think the female team is amazing and also athletes is amazing. So yeah, I can't say enough good things. Yeah. And we'd love to hear more about you as an athlete. How did you get into triathlon? Yeah. So I did a bunch of sports growing up once I was in junior high. I always loved being a swimmer though. I did swim club a bit and I was never that fast of a swimmer, but I love being in the water. So I eventually transitioned to synchronized swimming just as another sport to stay, you know, in the water, in the pool, doing what I love. And I was, I love synchronized swimming, but I was really inflexible. So I kept getting injured and I eventually had to quit because I was just getting way too injured from not being able to do the splits like every other girl on my team. So at that point I was looking for another sport. I knew I wanted to do something involving swimming and my parents had always grown up being runners. Um, they would do like local triathletes as well. So, or local triathlons. So I had been exposed to that growing up and I thought, okay, like my parents can probably teach me how to run. I know how to swim. So I'll just need to figure out how to bike. So joined my local triathlon club when I was in grade 10. And I had always had a bit of a focus on draft legal racing. So my first race was an age group race. I got first and I was so hooked on triathlon. I was like, this is so fun. Like biking down this beautiful highway, the wind's blowing in my hair. Like I just absolutely loved it. And then the very next weekend I did my first draft legal race, which was the qualifying race for Canada summer games that year. And I got dead last. So I think it's kind of funny because a lot, you know, often you'll listen to interviews and it'll be like pros being like, you know, it was my first triathlon. I just, I got first, like I was, you know, just surprised myself and got first. I was like, no, like I was literally dead last. I was almost lapped out. Like I was suffering so hard. It was this course that had this insane hill, like out of Fish Creek, which is just like a a provincial park in the city I live in. But um, anyways, it was a super hard course. I honestly think it was the hardest like race I've still done because I was, maybe like five months into triathlon, just suffering so much, got dead last, but kept with it and, um, you know, improved a little bit over high school. And then when I was finishing high school, I had um, a few stress fractures in my foot and I was getting pretty burnt out and just, yeah, pretty, pretty disappointed in how my last season had gone in grade 12. So I actually quit triathlon at the time, just focused on being a university student my first year of university so didn't really do any sort of endurance sport would just go to the gym and run pretty much every day and then when I was going into my second year of university one of my friends that I used to do triathlon with he was on the cross-country team at the University of Calgary and he kind of convinced me like hey 
they need some girls to run on the team. Like you should really consider trying out. It's super fun. So I did that. And then getting back into that organized sport again in university kind of made me fall back in love with competitive sport. And I was like, you know, like maybe I should give triathlon another shot and come back to the sport. So I took a bit of a two-year break from triathlon, came back, and now I've been racing again for, this is my fifth season, I guess. But yeah, usually focusing on draft legal racing, just local draft legal events in Canada, nationals, stuff like that, and then a few continental cups as well. But um, last year, you know, after listening to the Ironman podcast so many times, I was like, oh, like this longer distance triathlon sounds pretty fun. Like, I think, I think I need to try this. And I wasn't seeing a ton of progression in the short course draft legal stuff, just never really felt like I was able to express my training that well. So I was like, okay, like I really want to try one. So I tried, I did my first 70.3 last year at Santa Cruz and I really, really enjoyed it and kind of made the decision this year to switch to the longer stuff. And do you, when you're at home, do you train with the squad or are you training mostly on your own now? How do you, how do you work that? Yeah, I do train pretty much with a squad. So I have a club called Kronos Triathlon Club. Um, so I see, we swim together four times a week. So I'm pretty much always swimming with them. I bike with them once or twice a week. And then I run with them once or twice a week as well. And then all the rest of my, and we do strength together as well. And the rest of my workouts are all my own. So it's pretty nice. I get to have a group at least for one workout a day, if not two. And then I see my coach every single day as well, which is helpful to have the watchful eyes on me. So yeah, it's great. I do love having for sure. The social aspect is huge for me, especially working from home, being able to go somewhere and see my friends train together is pretty great. Do you know what other races you're going to do this year? Or are you just seeing how tomorrow goes and then, and then make a plan from there? I do have a tentative plan. Um, I'm hoping to race Ironman um, 70.3 Chattanooga. That's actually the week after the gravel festival that Vice Media puts on in Arkansas. So planning to, I think, just fly from the gravel festival to Atlanta and then race that. And then also tentatively planning for Ironman 70.3 Montremblant. My sister lives in Montreal, so that's that's super nice to be able to go. And hopefully she might do one of the races as well. And then um, also thinking Ironman 70.3 Oregon. So those are kind of the tentative plans for the next few months. And what about, like, you talked a little bit about injuries with synchronized swimming and like stress fractures in your feet in high school. Mm -hmm. How have you kind of approached sport as a professional now that, and like, it sounds like you've stayed pretty healthy Mm -hmm. doing it so far. And, you know, 370.3s this year is going to be a big season ahead. So, you know, is that something you work on actively with your coach to stay healthy or like, what kind of changes do you feel like have you made as you've matured and progressed as an athlete to help you stay healthy yeah I think being like really cautious just about volume and intensity um is what I'm cognizant of so I I don't have a very high training load um I try and keep my yeah I I try to not you know make any major changes in intensity or distance week after week so I think just being really cognizant of that and I've kind of found um you know, the mileage that works for me, um, over the last four years and just kind of sticking to that and trying to not compare myself to what other, to other athletes that might be doing more. I think that's my main approach is just, you know, doing what works for me and not worrying too much about not running a ton or stuff like that. Um, but then also recently I have struggled a little bit with just like being super tight. Um, so trying to incorporate more massages. Like I used to do maybe a massage every one and a half months. And now I'm like, okay, like almost every two or three weeks, I'll get a massage. And then yeah, trying to stretch and roll a little bit more as well, for sure. 
And, and fueling. I would say fueling is huge because like in high school, I know I was not feeling enough and working at Vice Media, that's a huge focus that we have is just education and content about fueling properly. So I think that's something that I've learned a lot over the past five years is just, okay, actually eating enough for my training and eating right after I finish training and all that sort of stuff has been huge. And just to give our, our listeners a little perspective, we are sitting in the pro lounge, uh, overlooking the, uh, Speedway here at Homestead, Miami. It's pretty cool, but you might hear some noise in the background. You can guess, you can guess who just walked in. <laughs> we'll leave that up there, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool. The venue we have here. I think we're, I'm pretty excited. I'm excited yeah. to kick off the season. I'm excited for Ella and um, hopefully we're going to have a post race recap for, for all of our listeners. So stay tuned. If we pull this off, it will be impressive because we got to do the race and be coherent enough afterwards, which, yeah, if you watch that last year race, I mean, that's a big ask. So no promises. Yeah. But thanks to, thanks to you both for, you know, taking time pre-race and I will, I'll be watching any sort of coverage that comes out. Um, and I, I think that the post-race will be super fun if you guys can pull it off. So fingers crossed there and either way, Ella, good luck. Haley, you too. I'll be thinking of you both out there. Bye, okay, welcome back. <laughs> I'm it's post race. This is Haley. I'm sitting here with Ella and we both finished. Yay. <laughs> Clash Miami. Um and Ella, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty tired right now. Um it was very hard and very hot, but it was also a super cool experience, so yeah, I guess I can maybe just kind of quickly do the cold notes of my day. Um, the swim, I, I liked. I thought the water, it was actually, it was pretty warm, the water, but they said it was going to be 30 degrees Celsius. I don't think it was actually that hot. I thought it was maybe a little bit cooler, so that was a nice surprise. The swim went pretty good. Um, yeah, not really too much to report there. Just swam as hard as I basically could. Um, the bike was pretty good. Um, lots of laps, 17 laps, so... It was, like, it was like 17 and three quarters laps because we had that like little extra lap in the beginning that like didn't count. Yeah, so it was definitely a lot of laps, but I mean, it was nice to have something to always think about. Okay, do this turn. Okay, someone's passing me, drop back, all that sort of stuff. So that was cool. Something I really appreciated was like the, how they had the draft zone measured out, the two pylons. Um, just because I remember in the first long distance race I did, I had really no clue like what the draft zone was. Like I just had it in my mind. But then for this one, I'm like, okay, like I can actually like see if I'm behind someone, like am I the proper distance away? So that was nice. Um, yeah, just felt okay on the bike, like not amazing, not horrible, just kind of okay. And then the run was kind of just like a grind, doing loops and loops and loops. So <laughs> and it was very hot. So, um, but you know, all in all, definitely a good experience, kind of just like nice early season race. So yeah, the placing was nothing to write home about, but still really happy I came and just like had a good hard effort. Do you know what place you got? I, I should know this, but it's I got honestly 13th. hard. That's so I think awesome. it was 13th out of like 16 or 17 women that started. I think 16. So or that finished or start. I mean, like, or finished. I, feel like, I think 16 finished. I don't know yeah. how many started. So I mean, that's awesome. I think that's so good. Um, I now my tell recap. me all about your day. <laughs> my recap. I'm like, my brain is working a little slow. Um, I was also very, I was very warm in the swim. I think, I guess 30 degrees Celsius. I, I don't know what that is. I guess it was, they said 81 Fahrenheit. Yeah. I think it was 80. I would guess 83. <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a like pool or water temperature snob. It felt warm to me. I was like, 
I, I had an okay start, I feel like, but then I kind of was just like, oh my goodness. I was just getting really warm in the water, but we did two laps. I think I came out maybe third um, behind Sarah and Pamela, but I had like a train behind me. <laughs> and then everyone passed me in transition, <laughs> which um, wasn't unexpected, but I, I felt pretty good in the beginning of the bike. And I actually am pretty happy about my bike ride. I, you know, I, I lost time to the front for sure, but I handled, I think, the technical nature of the course pretty well. And I will say it was, like you said, incredibly fair riding. Mm -hmm. yep. And just, it was really cool that it's all women out there. And, but it is a lot of laps. And I'm so glad there's a lap counter for yes, us. Yes, yes. I mean, I had my uh, bike computer going and I had like mileage. So I could kind of like keep that. And I will say like, I feel like I was a little more with it mentally. I did carry more calories on the bike, but compared to Daytona, um, which was good, and I, you know, I felt a little bit at times like I was March fit, <laughs> which is like not where I necessarily want to be, but it was, uh, it was okay. And then um, I think I came off bike fourth, which I was very pleasantly happy with. And then I started the run, and Pamela Oliveira like flew by me in like the first quarter mile, <laughs> and then. Um, I got to where the first aid station was supposed to be and it was not there and I like had a minor meltdown and I was very 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 hot and luckily the second aid station was there and so and then I actually started once I could like got my faculties together I was like okay I need to take two bottles every aid station because mm -hmm. I thought there would be slightly bigger bottles and then they were tiny and I was like two <laughs> and then I actually got in a groove where I was doing okay um, it was a lot of laps. I mean, seven laps. And it was, at one point, I was like running and I was like, I think I'm at mile seven, but I'm not sure. And I know I could look at my watch, but it was just like, my brain wasn't working that well. And I, it was, it was a bit of a battle. Like to be only 10 miles, it felt really Yeah, hard. and I would say like, it was so nice coming by the finish because there's the announcers and there's yes. all these people cheering. But then when you're in the back straight, it's kind of like lonely. Like it's just like... <laughs> You're kind of out there, at least I was, like, I couldn't really see many girls in front of me. There, I knew there wasn't really many girls, like, very close behind me, so I'm just like, okay, just, like, get around to where there's actually people. You're just kind of out there alone on the pavement, so. Yeah, which is wild because it's a smaller loop than, like, Daytona, but it felt, like, just as big. <laughs> I don't know. That is, like, a weird mental thing for sure. That was definitely a... Maybe just because it was so much hotter. But we did luckily have a little bit of cloud cover, which yeah. saved me. Yeah, like it was definitely the last like three laps of the run was where I, I was like, okay, like I can feel the temperature rising. Really? So for the men, I think it's going to be like the heat will probably yeah, be a factor like for sure. the men's race right now up in the pro panel or pro box, pro lounge. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so at mile, I, I, I had like two laps to go. So I made a major tactical error <laughs> and I should know better, but I put like, I got caught up in um, the fact that I was catching Sarah Perez Sala, which I think I got a little overexcited. It was right before an A station. I think Brittany Higgins was also in front of me. And then I like went to the A station, grabbed so many things, like choked him down. I was like coughing and I like went for the pass and I, I shouldn't have, like I made up like, 30 seconds in like a quarter mile that was like idiot move and so I caught her I passed her 
she went right with me. <laughs> and I just didn't have it in me. I still had two laps to go, and so she ran right on my shoulder for two laps. And I tried to surge a few times to like drop her. I don't know if she noticed. She probably didn't even notice. It was probably like a mental surge more than an actual physical surge. But um, I tried. I got like one inch. <laughs> and then with like when we hit the carpet, she went and I think she got like 10 seconds on me in like 100 meters. <laughs> I just definitely didn't have the speed. It was like ITU versus long course for sure. And she won big time so she definitely just wanted it more than me and I give her a lot of credit I give myself a little credit because I'm like I don't think I've ever been that close to her in a race before mm -hmm. um, so she finished fourth I finished fifth and uh, I think I think uh, Lucy Byram won yeah. Sif Madsen second yeah. Pamela Oliveira third yeah, that's right then Sarah then me so yeah. Um, yeah I mean so overall it was like a satisfying day in a lot of ways but it was also like I don't know. I have I have a lot of lessons to learn, but I'm also like, maybe I'm too old. Am I an old dog that can't learn new tricks? <laughs> I'm like, I should know better. I had like they. I, that's the thing you talk about the announcers. Like it was like Kevin McKinnon. Well, I was running by. Is like Haley caught up three minutes on Sarah, and now Sarah's right with her. And I was just like, oh no. <laughs> but anyway, live and learn. Yep. Yep. But, um, but yeah, great race. I mean, it's kind of cool that we get to watch the men now. I mm -hmm. was thinking about how when I was like halfway through the bike, I was like, hey, I'm already halfway through the bike and they aren't. They're just waking up. <laughs> yes. No. So it is cool and I'm really, really excited because I have my athletes, Diane and Betty, who are racing tomorrow, as well as good friend Ernie Janelle. Uh, and I'm really, they're racing the sprint tomorrow, so I'm actually like super, super excited. They were out there cheering for me today, and I get to watch Are you going to hand out medals at all, Haley? Yeah. yeah. If they let yeah. me, yes. I will be out there handing yes. out medals. Are you coming yep. back to handing out medals? Yes, I'm doing medals tomorrow morning. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So that'll be fun. Yes, and I got to meet Colin, your boyfriend, who was out cheering a yes. lot, and he cheered for me too, and that was very cool. Yes, I could hear Betty and Ernie cheering for me every lap too. Hear the like iconic horn, so that definitely helped. I'm so glad you got yeah. that experience because I feel like I've talked about that a lot on the podcast, and um, it's an experience. It helped for sure. Yeah, but congratulations, Ella. You I too, Haley. It was really cool to race with you. Yes. I do think that was like really awesome. Like you looked great out there. Uh, let's talk about your sponsor. Like you have yeah. a kit, your kit sponsor. You looked, like I said, looked great. Um, yeah, yeah. So tell us. I mean, early in your pro career, who's who's supporting you? Yeah. So I'm sponsored by Curse Sports. Um, yeah. I kind of had the connection through Feisty Media. I'd met them at Kona. Actually, they did a women's brunch, and we went there. And I was just so impressed with their the amazing community of women they have. Actually, I think there's like. I don't know, 50, 60 women just at this brunch. Everyone was super friendly, super nice. So just a really good fit actually between like Feisty and Kerr. So I kind of met them through there and then they were looking for a pro woman to sponsor this year and I reached out and then, yeah, that's kind of how, how it happened. But super grateful to have their support. It, you know, as a new pro, every little bit makes such a huge difference. So it's nice. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, you looked awesome. I was excited because I got to debut my, uh, my neon kit that actually was inspired by the Barbie movie that's coming out this summer, which I don't know anything about, but I just sent a picture of it to the uh, mock apparel designer, and yes. what she came up with was like amazing, and so I I did um, love wearing that. I feel like it was very color appropriate for Miami, and hopefully, uh, you know, rookie mistakes during the uh, race tactically, but 
veteran in the fashion sense. Yes, absolutely. Even though you're early in your career, you looked awesome. So it was, um, I feel like we get best dressed, if nothing else. <laughs> but Ella, congratulations. Um, you know, I think I'll hopefully get to hand out some medals with you tomorrow. Recover well. And uh, we'll, we'll be back on a production call soon. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, Haley. You have been listening to the Iron Women podcast hosted by Haley Chura and Alyssa Gadeski. Iron Women is a production of Feisty Media and is edited by Amelia Perry and produced by Ella Natitian. Head to livefeisty.com to find more podcasts, events, stories, and fresh perspectives. Thanks for listening.